0: Welcome back to return to truth podcast. I'm your host Clint Curry. If you haven't yet listened to our previous podcast episode, please make sure you go back and give it a listen. It's called den of thieves episode 17 on return to truth. If this is your first time being here, thank you so much for joining me today. If you've been here before, I appreciate your continued loyalty to the truth and for coming back for more. To get you up to speed on where we are at, the past eight episodes we have been discussing the Ten Commandments. We have been in a way deep diving from a high level into each one, touching the very surface of God's law. If you haven't yet, I encourage you to go back and listen to Episode 9, Trust and Obey, to fully understand why we keep the commandments of God. Not to be saved, but because we are saved. As always, before we begin any episode, we need to ask God to guide us into a better understanding of His Word. So, With that said, let us start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray now that You will keep us from falling into temptation of dishonesty, lying, deceit, and deception. We ask, Father, that You will guide our actions to align with Yours, and that we will trust in You in all situations. In Jesus' name we pray these things amen coming up right now is commandment number nine the title of today's episode is the lying tongue exodus chapter 20 verses 16 says this you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor to get right to the point this commandment is stating thou shalt not lie because it's so much more than just your neighbors but who is your neighbor The guy across the street that doesn't mow his grass. Maybe the old lady down the street that has a little dog that just won't stop barking. A neighbor is a person who lives near another or a person or thing located near another. Your neighbor is anyone you come in contact with. Neighbor comes from the old English word, meaning near dweller. So who is near in your life? Who are you in contact with? Now Jesus describes it like this, While he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and brothers stood outside, seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside, seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to them, Who is my mother, and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother that's matthew chapter 12 verses 46 through 50. with that said anyone to whom i come in contact with or am around is my neighbor by this the ten commandments then define who my neighbor is according to this definition it even means those who are your worst enemies let's take a look at luke chapter 6 verse 27 through 31 But I say to you who hear, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you, and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. As we can see here in this verse, even our enemies are our neighbors. Let us start off by looking at the first lie ever recorded in the Bible. It can be found in Genesis. It says here, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. But further on we see where the tempter, the father of lies, begins his lie of deception. It says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. If we continue to read further, we will see where it says, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Genesis chapter 3, verse 4. Of course, that was the biggest lie of all of them. And as you can see, lies can have a lasting effect. Did this one? You bet it did. Look at all that has happened in this world since the beginning of time all because of this single lie this one lie has become the downfall of man it all could have been avoided had we kept the commandments of God and obeyed him John chapter 8 verse 44 says this you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of lies. You know there is a famous quote that says this, I am always disappointed when a liar's pants do not actually catch on fire. Just a little bit of humor for you. All right, moving on, online commentary on this commandment says, The Eighth Commandment calls us to live in the truth that God has revealed to us in Jesus and to communicate truthfully with others. Truthfulness is the virtue or good habit that makes one a person of integrity, one who can be trusted. Trust is the key to a strong and healthy relationship and to the common good. So with that said, how true that really is. We need more trust. And how can we trust others if we can't even trust ourselves? You know I love my statistics, so I've got some for you, from multiple online sources surrounding lying in the U.S. It found that most people, about 75% surveyors responded, told 0-2 to lies per day. At 4 years of age, 90% of kids will understand the meaning of lying. Siblings are the third most lied to, accounting for 73% of victims. Parents are the primary victims of lying with 86% of lies being told to them. According to a study by the University of Massachusetts, 60% of people can't go 10 minutes without lying. Every week, Americans tell 11 lies. A study by the University of Virginia found that people lie more often over the phone than face-to-face. 53% of people say they're good at spotting a liar. You know who is 100% good at it? God. There's no lying to Him. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 22 says this, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are his delight. It is said that the most dangerous liars are those who think they are telling the truth. The biggest lie that you can tell yourself is I can take the place of God and work through life on my own, without him. So many people today lie to themselves about who they really are, about who God really is. They think he is something that they can turn on and off whenever they feel like it. But let me say this, God is so much more than a light switch. First John chapter 2, verse 4 says this, He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Lying is what we do when we find ourselves in between a rock and a hard spot. When that happens, we find ourselves giving into a lie to get out of it. We use it as a fallback, an escape plan. And what we find ourselves doing is stepping on God to get out of it. It can be very tempting to lie. Some lie to give themselves an edge, to push themselves ahead. But in reality, it all crumbles at some point and they are really being held back. Luke chapter 8 verse 17 reads this, For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Whatever the case, White lies, falsehoods, bending the truth, breaking it a little, distorting the reality of the facts, whatever you call it, it's all a lie. It doesn't matter. God doesn't understand sin. He doesn't understand a lie. It was Benjamin Franklin who said this, A half-truth is often a great lie. And where there is a lie, deception and deceit goes along with it. It's like a cousin of a lie. Even slander and gossip fall right into this category. Here is a great illustration on this. One day a villager brought a man who had gossiped about him to the rabbi and said, This man has spread false rumors about me and caused me many problems. The other quickly replied, I apologize for my gossiping and I take back my words. Are you satisfied now? Well, the other man replied, I appreciate the apology. But nevertheless, you can't really take back words. Nonsense, the gossiper replied. I've taken back my words. What more can I do? After listening to the discussion, the rabbi remarked to the gossiper, If you truly want to undo the harm you have done, then come to the town square tomorrow with a feather pillow. The gossiper didn't know what to make of this, but agreed to comply. The next day, he came to the town square with the pillow. The rabbi then instructed him to tear open the pillow and swing the pillow around until all the feathers flew out. The gossiper did as the rabbi said. The rabbi then said, Okay, now bring back all of the feathers. What? the gossiper replied. I can't do that. Well, why not? the rabbi asked. Because the feathers have spread all over the place, and the wind has blown many of them away. Even if I spent a month gathering them, they'd still be plenty that I wouldn't get back. The rabbi heard this and replied, And just like it is impossible to recover those feathers, it is impossible to take back the words that you spread. In no time at all, they will spread to all sorts of corners far and wide, and recovering them would be an insurmountable task. That's a pretty interesting illustration. really makes you think about your words. First Peter chapter 2, verse 1 says this, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. The problem is when we lie, we yet again lose faith in God. We take it out of His hands and try to handle things in our own way. Where does that leave us? Typically much worse off than where we were before. We tend to think that we know more and hold out a lie that could easily be broken. Why not hold out God, who will never break? Here is another example of a lie in the Bible. Genesis chapter 18, verse 11-15 through 15 reads this, Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child, since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. In these verses we read that Sarah lies in saying that she did not laugh. She told this lie because she was found out, and was afraid. But to conceal such a lie from an all-knowing God is impossible, and she was called out to her guilt. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 3 says this, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. The issue with lying is that you find yourself having to come up with more and more lies on top of the first. It seems never-ending. It's also ongoing, and has to be constantly remembered and maintained in your mind so you don't slip up. If you do, out comes another lie. Psalms chapter one hundred nineteen verse one hundred sixty three reads this I hate an arbor lying, but I love your law. Lying can also be as simple as avoiding the truth. Beating around the bush, giving off the wrong vibes, your body language, tone of voice all plays a part in it. Half truths, they call them, or leaving pieces out of the conversation to fit your own motive. If you are deceiving someone to believe something that is not the entire truth, it is a lie. It was Sir Walter Scott that says this, Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. And what a web it becomes, doesn't it? I can bet that if there were real spiders in that web, other than yourself, you probably wouldn't stay long now, would you? Can you think of a lie you told that intertwines into a web of deceit? A lie you wish you'd never spoken. I can think of plenty on my side. All of them ended badly. Lies are always remembered because trust is always thrown out. It says here in Proverbs 19, verse 5, A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies will not escape. We read about so many different stories within the Holy Scriptures about how dishonesty and lying proved to be a snare on many people's lives. Let's see who we have here on the list Abraham, Balaam, David, King Saul, Ahab, Jezebel, Ananias, and Sapphira, as we just read in our last episode, Peter, Pilate, Satan himself, as we just read in Genesis, Hebrew midwives, Joseph's brothers, Cain, and so many more. Now, I do want to say this I do believe that God can work through a lie, He has done it before. However, He does not condone it, and He does not want it in your life. But if you choose to use it, God can in some cases turn it around for His glory, as we see in some of the stories in the Bible. But imagine what would have happened if these people from these stories just trusted in God instead. I personally think the main reason people lie is to protect themselves from harm. Mostly harm they put themselves in. Another quote says this the longer the truth is withheld the longer you choose something else over faith and love proverbs chapter 12 verse 19 through 20 reads this the truthful lip shall be established forever but a lying tongue is but for a moment deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil but counselors of peace have joy and the problem is we don't think plain and simple We do not take time to understand and figure out our actions or the consequences to them. We instead jump head-on into what we think is right and end up putting on a front. Reminds me of many times I did the same thing. I was presented with a problem and instead of prayer and fervent supplication, to God I took it yet again out of His hands and tried to deal with it in my own way. I saw only lies instead of seeing only God. However. It is said of the most common motives for telling lies avoiding punishment is the primary motivator for both children and adults lying allows a person to establish perceived control over a situation by manipulating it we think we know more than god we think we have it under control but in reality we are so far from the truth there are many many reasons why people might lie to those around them such as avoiding offending someone they care about protecting themselves from a perceived threat, feelings of shame or guilt, avoiding conflict or negative emotions, acting out of impulse, making themselves look better, avoiding punishment, creating justifications. All of these reasons have one thing in common. You know what that is? Take a guess. You yourself. A lie surrounds you. It is a form of selfishness tell a lie once and all your truths become questionable so let's dig deeper and look at some commentary on the subject even further the ninth commandment requires us an inviolable regard for exact truth in every declaration by which the character of our fellow men may be affected the tongue which is kept so little under the control of the human agent is to be bridled by strong conscientious principles by the law of love toward god and man That is letter 15, 1895. Another one here says, False speaking in any matter. Every attempt or purpose to deceive our neighbor is here included. An intention to deceive is what constitutes falsehood. By a glance of the eye, a motion of the hand, an expression of the countenance, a falsehood may be told as effectively as by words. All intentional overstatement, every hint or insinuation calculated to convey an erroneous or exaggerated impression, even the statement of facts in such a manner as to mislead is falsehood. This precept forbids every effort to injure our neighbor's reputation by misreputation, or evil surmising by slander or tail-bearing. Even the intentional suppression of truth by which injury may result to others is a violation of the ninth commandment. That's Patriarchs and Prophets 309. Let's look at one more here. He, Jesus, teaches that the exact truth should be the law of speech. Let your speech be yea, yea, nay, nay. These words condemn all those meaningless phrases and expletives that border on profanity. They condemn the deceptive compliments, the evasion of truth, the flattering phrases, the exaggerations, the misrepresentations in trade that are current in the society and in the business world they teach that no one who tries to appear what he is not or whose words do not convey the real sentiment of his heart can be called truthful everything that Christians do should be as transparent as the sunlight truth is of God deception in every one of its myriad forms is of Satan we cannot speak the truth unless our minds are continually guided by him who is truth That is from thoughts from the Mount of Blessing 105 and 106 the Bible says in James chapter 3 verse 7 through 10 for every kind of beast and bird or reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind but no man can tame the tongue it is unruly evil full of deadly poison with it we bless our God and father and with it we curse men who have been made in the image of God out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursings my brethren these things ought not be so some online commentary on this says over a long period deception can eat away at our self-esteem ordinary guilt that could be reversed with honesty now becomes shame and undermines our fundamental sense of dignity and worthiness as a person The gap between the self we show others and how we feel inside widens. Revelation chapter 22 verse 14 through 15 says this, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are the dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. So what can we do? Seems like lying is a part of our lives, but it doesn't have to be. We have a God who is bigger than the biggest lie. He proved it by making us a priority in the fact that he allowed his only son, the blood of Jesus, to cover up the greatest lie ever told. So, is that who you want to be known for? A lie? Or would you rather be known for truth, honesty, and Christ? In closing, it is better to be hurt by the truth than comforted by a lie. Is ignorance really bliss? Or is it the truth being kept back from you in chains and distorted views to fit a narrative you created? Remember this quote, one lie is enough to question all truth. That's all for today's episode, thank you so much for listening. We have so much more coming your way. You can find Return to Truth on many different podcast apps. Just search Return to Truth and look for the logo. Make sure to follow this podcast channel on any of those apps or websites to stay up to date. Don't forget to then comment and rate because we want to hear from you. And please share this podcast as much as you can. New episodes are dropping every single Monday. So, remember to stay tuned for our next episode as we return to truth.